Good morning and good afternoon, wherever you are in the universe. This is Chris, and today I'm going to talk about soul. So there are three things you can change in your life. Change one of them, and the other two don't change. Change two of them, and the third one doesn't change. And one of the things that people get a lot of confusion about in understanding how to live with consciousness, higher consciousness, is that we can cherry-pick change. We say, I'm going to be more healthy this year. Well, nothing changed. All we did is we moved our illness around to another area of life and focused on our body. So we might become mentally ill or mentally unhealthy or spiritually unhealthy or whatever, financially unhealthy. So with the three things that we can change in our life, it's easy to change two and it's very, very easy to change one. We can say, oh, I'm going to set some goals for myself, (laughs) mental change, or I'm going to meditate, mental change. Or I'm going to do running this year, run a marathon, physical change. And think that we're actually growing or changing or making a difference. We're not. We're just shifting the problem of illness or ill health or uh, depression or whatever we are suffering. We just shift it to another place by focusing on one topic. So... If we were unhealthy and we start becoming super committed to yoga practice and jumping up and down and eating organic veggies and all these things, our unhealthy goes away, absolutely. And so it looks like there's change. Our unhealthy goes away from our body, but has it gone anywhere? If nothing's ever missing, just changes in form. It just shifted. It shifted to one of the other two areas that we can change. It shifted to the mind, which means it became anxiety, worry, stress, fatigue, emotion. Uh, It becomes something mental. And so next thing you know, we've got a skinny, healthy, good-looking six-pack body. But all of the things that were in the body, overweight, uh, clumsy, Uh, not well, goes straight into the mind zone. And when it goes in the mind zone, it's not so easy to detect, except for our intercommunication with other people, our workplace, our goal setting, our sense of joy and happiness, relaxation, sleep, etc., etc., etc. And so... The third option is it shifts into the soul, which is the third place we can change, mind, body, spirit. And spirit has got everything to do with nothing. So the spirit can't be changed by uh, any form of physical or mental manipulation because it is the constant. It is the thing that never changes 
The only thing that can change in regard to the soul or the spirit is our awareness of it. So if you could take a foggy day as an example, the horizon's still there, the mountaintop's still there, Mount Everest is still up the top of Mount Everest. But on a cloudy, foggy, windy day, you can't see it. And the clouds and the fogs and the wind and the things that stop us seeing soul, feeling soul, connected to soul, are very much to do with the other two areas of life, body and mind. Now, what can happen is that we have a foggy day, we don't see soul, we miss the view, we go, shit, I've got no rudder, I've got no steerage. I can't navigate. What we do is we substitute body and mind for that missing element of life because we can't be missing that navigation. We feel insecure. We feel uncertain. We feel directionless. We feel frightened. Everything comes up. And so the mind steps in and says, I'll fix it. The mind steps in and goes, I'll fix it. And what it does, it creates a goal, or a, a belief, or an opinion. And next thing you know, we've replaced the soul, the true guidance, the inner guidance, the, the inner compass, the sense of love for life, the sense of individuality, self-sufficiency. We've replaced it with a connection to something beyond ourselves, a person, uh, an idea, a place, an objective. And we start saying, my soul is my relationship. Or my soul I'm on the beach and there's a little baby truck picking up papers. It's so cute. The guys are too lazy to get out of the truck, so they drive around picking up things. That's funny. Funny to watch. And they just lean out the door with their little tweezers, pick up sticks. The good news is, because that's the bad news, the good news is it's pollution that could go back out to sea and destroy something. So, anyway, get back to the point we can start to substitute. And substitute is just such a, such a miracle that we say, can you believe this? We go, it's a foggy day. I can't see the mountaintop. I can't see Mount Everest. I can't see the horizon. I'm going to substitute a relationship for that. Well, that means if that person loves me, if I love that person, I have soul. Hmm. And you know what? It feels very similar to the mountaintop. The only trouble is, with it is, the only trouble is in the seven levels of life. Got to, should, need to, want to, to uh, desire to, choose to, love to. In the seven levels of life, loving another human being is down the bottom of the pyramid. It's an attachment. So we start to reinforce the muscle of holding on the muscle of attachment in the brain because the brain is just one big muscle it's actually seven muscles 
and we start to develop a really powerful substitute for salt. So when the cloud clears from the top of Mount Everest and we look up to see our soul and feel connected to our soul, we look up and what we see is a relationship. What we see is a job or what we see is money or a child. We go, my love for my child is my soul. We go, that's a muscle that got reinforced when there was fog on the top of the mountain. We couldn't see really clearly the horizon. And so I've replaced, substituted a thought, a mind state for soul, which is not a mind state at all. Then we go into meditation and we go, I'm meditating here in a state of absolute stillness. And therefore, I'm finding soul. But that's actually not soul, because soul is something completely different than that. What we find is a mind state, and we start reinforcing the want-to level of life. That muscle becomes really big, and whenever anyone says, do you know your soul? Yes, I do. It's stillness, emptiness. And you go, yeah, yeah, substitute. Body pleasure. When you have those great nights of sex or those great days of sex or those great times with somebody, you feel a connection to the mountaintop, a soul. You walk away from that and then look up on the mountaintop by yourself and it's all foggy. And you go, hmm, I remember what soul feels like. It was that day in bed where we spent from morning till night bonking away, all wet and juicy. Therefore, soul is what I experience when I have a pleasure in my body and now I'll seek that pleasure relentlessly. And it doesn't always come in the form of sex. It can be in the form of a, a glass of whiskey or a, glass, a bottle of red or a compliment or a, an approval or a swim in the ocean. And you start seeking a substitute, which is pleasure of the body, we're calling it soul. It's understandable, right? Completely understandable. This is why it's so important. It's so important. When you talk about improving yourself in your life, change, growth, uh, evolving, living worry-free, which is your incentive for this work. Worry-free living. We have to consider that change only happens when we change three things at once. Not sequentially, because if you change them sequentially, it's like changing the strategy, then changing the company structure, and then changing the company culture. By the time you've changed the company culture, the strategy is wrong. The ability to change all three quickly at the same time, that's the unique consultant. And it's the same with the first mind, body, spirit. You've got to change anything, change everything. So you don't end up flicking one to the other to the other. And by the time you get back to your body, to your mind, to your spirit, by the time you get back, your body's out of sync. The other way of looking at it is if I've got a problem over in my body and I fix my body problem and I shift it to my mind, by the time it gets to my mind, I go, no, God, now I've got headaches. Now I've got anxiety, now I've got stress, now I've got sleeplessness, now I've got all these things. 
kit, I better shift it. And we start working on that, we move it to the spirit, which means lower your expectation, lower your goals, lower your uh, altitude, look down the mountain, not up the mountain. By the time we get to that, we go, shit, my body got fat and stupid and clumsy and ill. And then we go, oh, I've got to work on that now. Now we move it across to the body again. So that cycle, which is called mass consciousness, is something that we, within a wealth, must strive on a daily basis not to fall into because it is what you'll learn from Tim Ferriss, what you'll learn from Deepak, what you'll learn from specialists is how to change one of the three areas at a time. And you know, just intuitively you know, that's just not how it works. A tree grows a leaf at the top, width in the trunk, and depth in the roots all on the same day. It's not like the leaf grows and then goes, oh, can you grow a deeper root, please? It's not like they're all operating independently. They operate synchronistically. And you are a synchronistic tree. You are a piece of nature, a miracle. The only difference between a tree and you is you've got consciousness and you can choose not to. <laughs> you can choose to turn your head away from the mountain into your body and say, I found soul over here. You can choose to be asynchronous. That's called free will. Not good. Not good. Not good. Mass consciousness. It's a life of worry. It's a life of calamity. Because when you move stuff from one place to another, from mind to body to spirit to mind, body, spirit, mind, body, when you move stuff around, the only way nature taps you on the shoulder and says, you know what? Time to evolve your master is with a calamity. Job problem, mind problem, body problem. So let's talk about what is salt to finish this off so we get a really clear picture so we don't end up in substitute. Salt has no feeling. None. Zero. Zero. Doesn't feel good, doesn't feel bad. Salt has no sense of time. So it doesn't say on Friday. It doesn't say by next year. It doesn't even say by the end of my life because soul is immortal. Soul says, I do this. I build a house. It doesn't say when. Soul is independent of all other things, including people, places, time. So, as soon as we write anything to do with me and my, as soon as we write anything to do with another person, and include our kids, or our in-laws, or our business partners, in our goal, we've gone into mind. And that's good. As long as we know we're in mind, that's fine. There's nothing. As long as we don't call it soul and think we're in soul when we're in mind. So keeping soul pure, it's the mountaintop. It's the top of Mount Everest. The minute we put time to it, it goes into mind. The minute we put people into it, it goes to mind. People we put feeling into it, the minute we put feeling into it, it goes to body. And that's good. You can't do it without body-mind. Can't make a mistake and think we're operating soul guided 
through inner wealth, operating soul-guided, and mistakenly follow our brain, our mind, or our body, by elevating and enlarging and expanding the responsibilities we have to other people to circumvent the responsibility we have to our soul. If you're listening to this podcast, it's because you've been called. You've got a soul calling somehow. Maybe it was out surfing. Maybe it was giving birth. Maybe it was in a job when you surf something. Maybe it was donating to charity one day. Suddenly you went, shit, that feels, that feels so authentic, so real. And you go, shit. Then you go looking, how do I follow that? How do I get more of that? Because nothing of the senses ever satisfies the soul. And body and mind are sensory. 100%. So how do you know when you're in soul? One, you have really clear mind about the goals that you have without time and other people. They're clean goals. That's a sense of being in the direction of yourself. Two, pleasure and pain aren't part of the equation. Three, you're not right and you're not wrong. You're neither. It leads to that great quote, and that's one of the great quotes of inner wealth. The more you know, the more you know you don't know. The mass consciousness, which is living out of the mind and body, think that they know things. They know how high the ocean's going to go, how wide the uh, flood's going to be, how bad the earthquake was, how uh, big the bushfire is. They think they know. But a wise person knows that they don't know. Because if you ask a professor on any topic, any topic in the world, mathematics, uh, rocket science, uh, and you ask them what do they know, they say, I know a lot, but it's very little compared to what I don't know. And there's a relaxation in that because our opinions, our beliefs, our education, our thoughts do not become us. And that's the struggle with mind, is people say, I am what I think, because they think they know. But the more you study anything, especially human consciousness and interrelations and business practices and all these things, relationships and children, the more you know, the more you know you don't know. That's a freedom. And so the search to fill up our brain in order to be a better person is a, is an, is a notional idea that is doomed. Because the more you know, the more you know you don't know. Security, confidence, doesn't come from knowing shit. Does not come from having a brain full of knowledge. Security and confidence comes from soul. Long-term, mountaintop. And we use the universal laws of nature to manage the mind, to free us, to connect to our soul. Our soul does not get married. Our soul does not have children. Our soul does not have a job. Our soul does not get remunerated by income. Our soul has a vision, a calling. The mind has children. The mind, the body has a partner. All these things, that's good. We can't be in this world without them. So we preserve our body, we look after it, we set goals for it. 
Those are different. There's a dirty goal. We set goals for the mind. I want to earn this much money. I want to have this uh, uh, sort of car. I want to do this. That's mind. But you're different. I know you're different because you're listening. And you're still here on this podcast. You're different because you've been called. Nothing of the senses ever satisfies the soul. It's really important to know what soul is and isn't. It's really important if you're going to make change in your life, to change body, mind, spirit, all at the same time. New vision, new health, new attachments. The universal laws of nature keep you in that trilogy, in that triad, in a beautifully balanced, harmonious way. Where you live worry-free and you don't need calamity to cause evolution. This Chris. Have a beautiful day. Bye for now.